0: Community radio for 10 parishes on 105.3 FM Or you can hear us on the web at 10radio.org
1: Good morning and welcome to Talking Books Uh, Well we're still waiting for summer So we will for the moment just have to sit outside with the woolly on And have a Mac handy Um... But there's nothing to stop us having a glass of something and sitting reading um, a great summer read. And, or if we possibly wake up to another gloomy day, we could just sit there and do some writing instead. Um, Today we have another old friend of the show with us in the studio. Writing and publishing guru, Debbie Young. I don't know if she likes being called a guru, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But I think you are. (laughs) Who's been here previously to talk about her Christmas short story book, Stocking Fillers. She was here, I can't believe it's like six months ago. Where's the year gone? Um, Which I gobbled down greedily. Now she has another collection out. It's called Marry in Haste. Um, and there are more publications from Debbie in the offing, this time based on columns she writes for her local press. And she's here to talk about her work and to talk uh, about the, the, the value of that sort of community writing. So, welcome again, Debbie. Thank you very much. It's a pure pleasure to be here again, Susie. <laughs> Thank, Thank you about. little <laughs> again. Great to have you. Um, you're such a busy person. I mean, I, I look at your your work ethic with Envy. How do you manage to fit this all in? Because you are prolific, I think it's fair to say. Aren't um- you? always
0: very busy i'm definitely a busy bee um and i do it chiefly by ignoring the housework (laughs) eating far too many ready meals (laughs) and not getting enough sleep so i'm not sure it's a healthy a healthy recipe for getting lots done but i think the thing is i just love all the different things that i do and i find it very hard to say no to something so i've been invited to go and give a a talk at a a writer's event or a a lit fest or something like that i find it very difficult to say no and I just love it all so my 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 biggest problem really is just prioritizing for my own writing because Mm -hmm. I've got loads and loads of ideas of more things that I want to write and um really I've got to make sure I find the time to to uh, do it all without going off and doing all these other things as well away from my desk
1: and of course not only are you invited to ask uh, invited to talk to other literary festivals you sort of started run up I yourself.
0: did yes <laughs> yes but yes so at least I don't have to travel to <laughs> <laughs> but yes this was this was um a, a super super event that has emerged out of my wanting to mark world book day mm. uh, sorry world book night which is a bit like the equivalent for grown-ups of world book day mm. which i which is actually more familiar to most people because they'll have it's seen at their at children schools. celebrate world book day at school world book night is held on the 23rd of april so Shakespeare's birth Day and Cervantes' birthday as well, apparently, and, and St George's Day, but that's by the way. And um, so it's very easy to remember. Um, and it celebrates uh, books and the joy of reading for grown-ups, well, for people of all ages, really. Yes. And um, one of the distinguishing features about World Book Night is that it sends out, uh, paid for by publishers, um, it f- arranges for volunteer book givers to take responsibility for handing out um 20 or 30 copies of particular books Mm -hmm. free of charge to people who they think might enjoy them people who perhaps might need encouraging to read or don't get the time or think reading's not for them well your world book night um makes it possible for you to give away books at no cost to yourself to people to get them involved in reading as well. Um, And I've been doing that for many years, uh, the whole time that World Book Night has been going, which I think is about five or six years. And I thought, well, I really want to do more than that for my local community because I've been giving out the books. Um, But I I thought, well, let's do something more. Let's have a little celebration. I've got lots of author friends through the work that I do with the um, Alliance of Independent Authors. And I run writers groups in Bristol and Cheltenham. So I had no shortage of local authors that I could call upon to to come and, and help. I thought have a few readings, that sort of thing, a couple of hours in one of the village pubs. Um, it started, it grew and grew to the point that the pub had to open early and we were going on until closing time. We had about 100 people crowded into the old skittle alley, um, sort of standing room only, with a series of panel, discussion panels and readings. And before it's even finished, people said, well, this is going to be annual now, isn't it? it, is, it is, can you do it a Saturday next time? So this year I've done it on a, I did it on the Saturday, which happened to be World Book Night again, the 23rd of April, but it will be the equivalent Saturday every year now. And we had about 40 authors, about six or seven different discussion panels on really interesting topics of interest to readers rather than lionising individual authors. So we had about five or six authors on each one. And we had a series of readings going on as well. And a literary cafe, a bookish-themed cafe um where people could chat with the authors and we had a little bookshop there and a the children's mm. storytelling corner. It's just fabulous. I loved it. So that's um in the diary regularly and we also now have a pop-up festival at the village show which is the last saturday in august so we have a little tent there with uh, about six or eight authors there and we're also this year we're going to be doing readings in the in the village hall which is used as a tea room for the duration of the show so it just oh we had lots of children's events this year as well for the first time so it's growing and growing and growing it's now going to be all day on the saturday on the 22nd of april next year mm. um so yes
1: yeah, so, but of course those things take all round. Yes, all year they're, organizing not, they're not as just well. like a month before. No, I mean, we're bringing, no. um, I've mentioned on here before, the Heritage Lottery Fund project in Wivelliscombe, the Children of the Great War project. It's a two-year project, mm. which at the beginning you think, oh, we've got loads of <laughs> Yes, And now in the next two months we've got to... Well, put I'm glad I don't have to build the memorial mosaic, but um, wow. the artists are having to put together the mosaic mm. that's been made and we're having to publish... book that goes alongside it and suddenly right the last minute even though it's taken years of planning there's still that hectic last moment so these community events are fabulous but you know that um people sometimes take them on without realizing actually that Mm. you have to organize them very carefully in order to make them Yes. success so yes I mean it is something that's a year round
0: yes yes and, and you because of not only are you doing the actual sort of admin but you, you have to get them funded as well yes. I mean I don't charge my festival is free because I want it to be affordable and, and it's part of the world book night ethos that it shouldn't be out of the reach of anybody mm. because if you go to something like the Cheltenham Festival it's fantastic but you've got the top authors there um yes expensive venues big organization behind it so the ticket prices have to be high um so i've said right everything is free nobody nobody need feel excluded which means more people go to more things because they don't have to worry about the ticket price mounting Mm. up and the authors very generously give their time for free which is just incredibly generous of them um and, uh, but they all love it and they all want to come back because they enjoy mm. that that um, first-hand engagement with their with their potential readers, meeting new readers. Mm. Um, there's a lovely children's author called Lou Hersey who won the Mislexia um, Children's Novel Award a few years ago mm. um, with her novel Deep Water. She came along and she was just lovely with the children of my daughter's age of about 12 13 year old and my daughter said after us she she spent all the time asking us things you know mm. rather than us asking her she was talking to us really interested in us and lou contacted me afterwards and she said this was fantastic because it was mm. brilliant research for her to find out what her audience wanted what what she should write next and all that sort of thing and they all loved her books they all 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 went away with a signed copy very happy and, and that, was, that was a real win-win and I think that's how festivals ought to be and, and there's, yeah. I think there's a, a real hunger for that kind of festival yes. now and yeah. um, more and more of them are springing up and I've also done a little um, a bit, moving forward a little bit talking about the um, idea of community publishing I've also published a little Anthology, as a thank you to the oh, authors, right. and also to help promote the next one, so it's got a little bit of what everybody read. which is for Hawkesbury. yes, I know title and uh with a lovely picture of the venue that we had by Sophie Tallis, who's mm. also an author and the the twenty sixteen one is going to have a lovely illustration by Lynn Pardot, who is uh also an author who um we had to expand the venue to make mm. it bigger. Um, so we used the Methodist Hall. So the next one have an illustration of the Methodist Hall, and we also involved the mobile library. So it's a real community effort. Mm-hmm. Um, in our area, the the library services, the the, the funding for the library services mm-hmm. was cu- currently for out for consultation, and so I thought, well, what a great way to promote the library and to give them some time to engage with people who aren't normally in the village when the mobile library comes round. Mm. So we launched it from within the mobile library, sort of springing out of the doors of the mobile library. And the mobile library stayed all day with... And, and the, the mobile librarians um, had a great time engaging with the local community as well. So it was, yeah, it was all win-win. It's lovely.
1: So, you know, couple of your most recent um, publications have actually been of... Writing that you've done for local um, publications, aren't you? Yes, they?
0: that's right. Um, because I've been writing uh, for six years for both the Tetbury Advertiser, which is the nearest sort of market town, uh, and that has a circulation of about 10,000 people, 10,000 copies. Um, and so I've been writing a column in there called Young by Name for six years, and the editor's very generous and kind about it. And uh, encouraged me really to put all the all the columns together in a single book, partly for um, just to keep them all in one place because otherwise, yeah. like you know, like newspapers, they just sort of disappear yes, and get recycled because we're also good about recycling these days. So it means they're all in one place. And um, and also I've done the same with the column that I write for the parish magazine uh, in a and I've put those together in. Uh, a book called All Part of the Charm, yes. which includes some essays that I've disc- rediscovered that I'd written when I first moved to the village 25 years ago, which had never been published before. And they're my first impressions of village life. And, and they're quite sort of wry and funny about joining the W.I. choir and things like that. And so I've put all those together as well. And again, that's it's, it's sort of um, preserving it so that it doesn't sort of disappear into the ether. And it's it's a bit of fun. And the, the covers are my dad's watercolour paintings, say, which Lovely. is also nice to celebrate my talented Isn't father's paintings the, the, too. The, the, yes. I
1: mean, do you have your own press now? Do you get them published...
0: Well, I I use I've, my imprint is Hawkesbury Press, Press so they all go yeah. out with the Hawksbury Press label on. And, and I publish a few books for other people as well, who are also doing sort of similar community or personal projects. Yes. And um, but they're all published using centralized services, um, Amazon's Create Space yeah. and Kindle, yeah. uh, KDP Kindle Publishing Service, and Ingram Spark, who enable you to produce print books that will be that um ordinary bookshops bricks and mortar retail yeah. high street bookshops can order through their usual distributors yes. through the usual distributors and wholesalers so i that's where the production gets done and also i get a little private print run done of a uh, 100 copies when i launch a book so that i got copies to to hand, so I want to go to events and things. I mean, this
1: is really useful because so many people now... I mean, I think that's what's so great about having community events, community reading and writing events, and events that simply celebrate books, Mm. is that there are so many people... I mean, we've always had that joke about we've all got a book in us. I mean, clearly not everybody has a book in them, and neither is everybody interested in writing one. Mm. But most people are curious about how a book comes about and, you know, how a book sits down to write... Um, and yet the publishing industry seems to be shrinking further into itself. And self-publishing and publishing through independent publishers is a way to get your voice out there. Yes, it?
0: that's right. I mean, trade publishing companies, um, you know, Penguin, Half Collins, mm-hmm. all that lot, they're becoming more and more risk averse and they they have shareholders to please they have um financial imperatives which the independent author doesn't have because Mm. financial imperatives aren't the only incentive for publishing books and you can have terrific local projects community projects or very niche audience projects which are viable if you manage all that yourself and Mm. i've done that with with a number of different projects um I self-published my... I'm not sure if I've told you about this one. Yes, yeah. Coming to, yeah, to of type one diabetes. Oh,
1: right, it's OK. I've, and, I've passed that on to people oh, who really find that sort of thing, you know, directly useful.
0: Oh, so. thank you. Um, well, that was a little book that, again, a collection of essays that sprang from my blog originally, and I just sort of reprocessed them uh, for in book form to raise awareness of type 1 diabetes which affects my husband and daughter and so I was able to do that with a cover generously donated by Silverwood Books who are a publishing services company in Bristol and um, but otherwise that cost me nothing to produce effectively and um, all the profits raised from that go to Uh, JDRF for diabetes research, which is personally very satisfying for me. It's very empowering Mm. for me because I can use what I like doing for Mm. a good cause, and I'm much better at doing that than running a marathon or sitting in a bath of baked beans or whatever charity. (laughs) 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 Um, But there are also it's interesting you're saying about author. um, A lot of people think they have a book in them or have something that they might contribute to a book but without being able to do it themselves and we've had a lovely community project running for a number of years in in my village and there's a series of books called a monument to hawkesbury the village is hawkesbury i just have to
1: explain to you that debbie is passing me over all these lovely, <laughs> beautifully produced books there's, there's none of your no disrespect to parish magazines but there's none of your parish mag about it i mean it's all yeah you know, long lasting yes. and stuff that you could actually leave in the Heritage Centre, couldn't you, for yes, example, for people to look back yes. on in years to yes. come. We, I've just got to mention here for, um there might be lots of people out in Wivelliscombe going, yes, but what about our wonderful history of Wivelliscombe or Wivelliscombe a history? That some brilliant work has been done by the Historical Society in Wivelliscombe um, over the years. Um, researching the history of, and genuinely there is a book that is going to be a resource for anybody mm. who comes to the village for a long um, for the town Ooh, I got shot <laughs> um, the town for years and years to come with all that work um, and there is something really satisfying isn't there about making sure that you know oral history yes. or, or you know really important mementos of, of the village or town you live in is somehow memorialised and yes. ensured for future generations. That's
0: right. I mean people get very excited when the when the place they live in has a website. But but they're so ephemeral and and yes. having a book um, is a wonderful way. it's, it's very tangible, um, particularly for people who aren't engaged with with the internet. I mean these three books here now, yes. the Monument to Hawkes books, first one was was um, I've only been involved in the last two. The first one, I think, was produced in about 1993, I think, not long mm-hmm. after I moved to the village. And the team of, of local writers who have compiled those have got their material by going around and talking to people who had never have written a book themselves, okay. but they've, they've had really fascinating and valuable bits of community social history to share Mm. and so we've now captured all those in in the books for future generations and these these have sold these not only have they sold really well but they've made a profit that is now being farmed back into community activities and community Mm. groups which is so they give money to the youth club and the drama group and that sort of thing which is just wonderful Mm. so it's it's layer upon layer of, of benefit and um and sadly, but inevitably, a lot of the older people in the, in the first book and in the second and third book as well, some of them are no longer with us. And so it must be really comforting to their relatives to feel that their memories have been left alive and to be cherished mm-hmm. by future generations. Another, uh, the most recent project of that kind in, in our local community, This you will love this one, Susie, because oh, it appeals yes. to your um, special Definitely. interests.
1: Definitely. Hawkesbury and, at War, The Role of Honour. That's the work that... Um, Sue Farrington's doing a oh, lot of work to, to be a supplement yes. to our local uh, history. She's, yes, she's looking at the um, memorials in the church, finding out as much as possible. Oh, it's a wonderful thing served. to
0: do. I and mean, this 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 oh. book, um, Hawksbury War by Simon Bendry, has just come out just before the um, commemorations of the oh, yes, of the, the Somme um, SOM, um, this year. And Simon's actually a historian and uh, works in. The um, oh, I can't remember exactly what he works for, but he it was his brainchild to hold the vigil in Westminster Abbey a couple right. of weeks ago. Rams. So he's working. He's really good at sharing a love of history and respect for the for the war dead and understanding of the wars and their continuing relevance to us today at a national and global level. Yes. But he's also done this as a labour of love, having grown up in the village, walking past the war memorial every day. Yes, um, he's he's now. Completed eighteen years of research to piece together the information not only about the war dead who are who are on the memorial, but also about those who came back and survived. And they've all got yes. stories to tell. It's yeah. an incredibly important piece of local um, yes. publishing for many families who have whose uh, who lost ancestors in the wars yes. um you look at the on the war memorial lots of the names on there are still in the village today yes, exactly the same yes. as here in
1: Wobliscom yes. you know yeah. the names that the families are still you know the well all over the 10 parishes you know yes there's, there's still a lot of people here yes um that would remember yes. many of those that are actually on those rules of yes
0: and that and this kind of project is really important at a at a much bigger level as well because it's making people realise that these were real wars, that they really mm. affected people that we that we would know if we'd been living in those places today. You know, that, mm. and it just makes it all seem much more real. Um, and I think what, what Simon Bendry's done there is a fantastic yes. and very moving job as well. Yes. Um, so that's that that's wonderful. More frivolously, to lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> 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 um, I- I, this is another one that I've done for... Um, a friend who wanted to have a tribute to his late lamented cat, um, this, oh. the black tail of Chan. Um, he, by a lovely chap called Chris Dunn, who, although ostensibly it's it's by his cat, because it's his cat's autobiography. So he's written this, this lovely story in the cat's voice of how the cat came to live with him and his wife, Anne, and uh, how it spent many happy years until it's sad, demise. And it was really important to Chris and Anne to celebrate their cat, who's much loved. I mean, everybody who knew them was very fond of the cat. It was a very yes. lovable cat. And so this, again, it's a lovely way of just commemorating something which is is small in the scheme of things, you know, in the global picture, but it's little things like this, which which are very humanising and very civilising, I think, as I well, think, I think especially in a world that's going mad at the it, moment. It
1: is, and I was just going to say that when you look on Facebook, for example, at the moment, and the terrible things that are happening in the world, um, about which, you know, on which you can comment, and, and mm. but then someone puts up a bag of puppies. <laughs> yeah. and you think... For a minute, you're taken aback. But then, actually, what you want to say is, I really needed a bag of puppies. Yes, yes <laughs> and that's right. It, yes. You know, I'm not... The dreadful things that are happening and the, the your heart goes out to it and, you know, but... Just to remember the domestic sometimes yes. and your own, but yes. uh, not to forget the terrible things yes. that are happening. But to to treasure those domestic things. Yes, so yes. Can somehow sometimes be very. Them. They can bring you back to yourself and, yes. and make sure that you really don't go.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I hope. That's what I try to do with my fiction as well, because it's all yes. my short stories are all very sort of
1: upbeat and. Um, funny and well, I well, hope and, I, I and we, cheering we're going to mention marry in haste and I think you're going to have a follow-up aren't you are you yes writing by some popular more?
0: request I'm writing inevitably repentant <laughs> <at> leisure <laughs> <laughs> but you
1: did say actually that someone's going to give this to somebody as a wedding card yes isn't you? Uh, yes I had but, a lovely a review I don't think well <laughs> at going to have <laughs> <laughs> well
0: they're all they're funny because although some of them some of the stories are of relationships that you think oh my goodness how does that work they're actually all. Um, pro-marriage and some of them are yeah. cautionary tales so the sort of the, the the um subtext is well don't do this
1: if you want to well your marriage should work you know so it's so that, the, but such small things like snoring or yes, eating with bad yes, manners or. Yes. You know, just those, these are all very um, realistic kinds of yes. situations that people find themselves in. There's no great flashbang, you're my soulmate. There's no. this, gosh, you've got a panini maker, you're coming to live with me. <laughs> exactly, yes. Yes, <laughs> the things that really make us kick. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'll leave it to
0: the romance writers to write to write fluffy stuff. But I do think, I mean, genuinely,
1: I'm, I've been deeply affected by the terrible things, not least that, you know, that there's there were terrible um, events in France last night. Um, but you do, just to keep yourself and some kind of sanity when mm. the world seems to be going completely mad around you, R- reading and writing can really... Uh, sort of nourish you a bit can't it yes. make you feel make you feel I don't know some somehow take you out of of that difficult place yes. yeah even that's just for a moment it's um,
0: yes both both reading and writing and even if you're not if you don't think of yourself as a writer just sitting down with a with a notebook and a pen mm. or in front of a keyboard whatever makes you comfortable um and writing what you feel about something is a really good way of processing trauma yeah, yeah, and of yeah. arriving finding out for yourself, exploring in your own head what you what you're making of it, and how you're coping with it, and how you're going to move forward from from terrible things, and um, that's why letter writing is so good as well. The mm. letter writing is kind of dying out now, E-mails sadly. These are never going to be no, the same, are they? No, no. But um, I mean, on a, on a quite trivial level, when I when I was 14, I went to live abroad, and my friends and I, at a you know, difficult age, we used to write. Twenty-page letters to yes. each other, going through, spelling out what we were going through, and air
1: airmail an paper that was yes, like yes, a yes, <laughs> yes, yes,
0: yeah. and and so writing those letters. I must, I've kept them. I can't bear to yes, throw them away. I've kept some of mine yes. too. Um, but all of that, that sort of thing is processing what's happening to you yes. and turning you into who you are and and helping you discover yourself and and, and a balance and. Um, it's, it works at all ages and all levels i absolutely. think absolutely
1: from the youngest to them I mean, we've had some lovely contributions to our hlf book from mm. the youngest children um to the obviously the, the the very gifted children who are in the older year groups mm. um and you just think that you know there's a development over time and and on until your adulthood if you can maintain that kind of um journal writing yes it's cathartic yes. isn't it to get yes. it out there and um, I do find it difficult. I mean, I think sometimes if you have experienced something traumatic, it's not easy to do. No, no. But it's not something that... I mean, I always say that because I love John Keats and I I just always tell people they need to read his letters alongside his poetry oh, right. because oh, his oh, letters explain I've his poetical philosophy and they, they're they so domestic in, at one moment and so deeply philosophical at another. Mm. And that's exactly what you can work through in your own writing, as long as you know you don't always have to share it with people, you can just no, no. keep it to
0: yourself. I mean, blogging blogging is yes. great for that sort yeah, of thing. If you do want to share, right. and of course, on a blog, you don't have to share it with anybody you know. You can you can publish things anonymously. I've read some very moving blogs mm. by people who ha- who are getting over um, being betrayed by their partner or from yeah. financial disasters yep. and that sort of thing and they have blogged for a certain time and it's always quite nice to see when they stop blogging because you think oh that's when they've come to terms with that. that's when they've moved on that's yes. when they've solved their problems and it's it's very
1: healing i yes. think yes or you just have to hope they haven't moved on to a difficult another difficult yes, yes. Yes, yes. Yes. thing <laughs> no, an <laughs> i think what we're saying is because i mean look as always we've talked and talked and talked and the time has evaporated again you know i think debbie needs a radio show all of her own (laughs) frankly um but you know as always we've discussed the real value of writing Mm. and the value of reading and we just always love to encourage now quickly before the end of the show can you tell us how we find out more about debbie young and what she writes
0: yes thank you um i have an author website which is uh, www.authordebbieyoung.com and that's Debbie D-E-B-B-I-E young as in not old um, <laughs> and I'm on Twitter at, as at Debbie Young B-N, and the B-N is for by name because when I started writing um, seriously my first blog was called Young by Name so it's oh, Debbie right. Young B-N um, and you can also um, find me on any of the online retail uh, bookshops, yes. uh, but basically my website is the best place to go to. And don't, yeah. don't forget to support your local community bookshops as well. Go Absolutely, there. they we should be. If you
1: for Brendan Books, and, yes, and, yep. yes, mm.
0: and you can order any book you like from bookshops, providing you can quote the ISBN. So ISBN details are on my website. Yes, so
1: that's fantastic. Well, thank you again so much for coming in. Pleasure, Debbie. absolute pleasure. Um, and you're you're ending on a really apt song, aren't you? Did you want to introduce it and why you chose it? Yes.
0: Um, i had been chatting to Susie before the, sh- before the show and talking about celebrating our local communities and the little things in life, in our daily lives, um, to relevant to writing community books. And so I thought that um, Our House by Madness would be a lovely, upbeat, jolly song, which is nostalgic, celebrating our, all our own domestic lives. So, and it would be a nice cheery note as well, which I
1: think we all need today. Yes. Thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you. The rest the kids are playing up downstairs Sisters saying in her sleep oh. Brothers got to date to keep you hang around Our house In the middle of our street. Our house In the middle of our Our house, it has a crowd There's always something happening And it's usually quite loud Our mum, she's so house-proud Everything ever slows her down and a mess is not allowed. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our... Our house in the middle of our street. Something our tells house, you that you've got to. in the, the middle, middle of, of our... Father gets up late for work. Mother has to earn his shirt. Then she sends the kids to school. Sunday best Mother's tired She needs a rest The kids are playing Up downstairs Sister's sighing In her sleep Brother's got a night To keep He can't hang around I oh, oh.